Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Well, guys, Carrie Fisher won a Grammy Award last week. I was going to say Grammy-winning Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Grammy-winning Carrie Fisher. And we're going to talk about it on this week's episode of the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, February... She's head of (laughs) Jay-Z. She's head of (laughs) Jay-Z. For Friday, February 2nd, 2018, episode number 54. My name is Steve Baldwin. And four-fifths of the Hive is with us tonight. As always... Starting off the show, I forgot what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, and it's because he's so, he's the trimmed up Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Yes, the beard got a little bit of a trim. The the uh, the, the Romanians had to move, move and uh, I'm looking slight and slightly more home. I guess. That's what you call that. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for coming in, Tim. Thanks for sh- sharing your ear holes with us and letting us spill out all over and ooze into your oral hearts. <laughs> Everything that he said was 3 po up until all the wonderful, gory detail right there at the end. I love that. That's so great. Right up that, is, that is just creepy. That was just an unintentionally creepy bit. I was going to say, the Skype setup knows exactly when to just to hit with the gold. That's mm-hmm. what it knows. <laughs> Talking about hitting with gold. Also joining the show tonight, he is the lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Ivansky. I am lifelong fan. I have not yeah. been paid to be that person. I just am that person. And thank yeah. you, Steve Baldwin. And Greg, my God, welcome. that was such a great intro. I'm so happy to be a part of this show tonight. Dave... This is going to be a wild one, man. Are you ready? I am ready because I'm just thinking to myself that hitting with gold is like a 3PO porn movie. That's what that <laughs> sounds like to me. <laughs> it was. I watched it tonight, right before the show. <laughs> you know who really is into 3PO porn? Golden Rock. You are. <laughs> Let's enjoy. <laughs> Falcon! <laughs> the <Millennial> Captain. <laughs> Is not joining us tonight. He is uh, making a three PO porn movie. Apparently, well, we are off the rails tonight. This is we are this is all backwards. It's really a weird this. start to this show. Yes, you know we were talking before the show about how we are underprepared um, and undersourced for information this week, uh, and so far we're off to a blazing start. I love it. All right, yeah. and finally, I think we're all I think we're all a little bit over uh, medicated as far as the the booze wise tonight too. Everybody's got to stop drinking before these shows. <laughs> we have. Here's where the fun begins. Dave! It'll take me just a few moments to get the coordinates from the Navi computer. Under no circumstances. Hey! Traveling through hyperspace. 
Ain't like dusting crops, boy. Should you ever, without precise calculations, fly right through a star? And I mean, bounce too close to a supernova? Never! <laughs> that isn't your trip. Call him. What's that flashing? <laughs> Harry. Strap yourself in. Potter. Making the jump to light speed. Oh, man. <laughs> well done. Good. Well played. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to you wherever and whenever you are listening to us. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, for the Cheers. introductions as always. We are only 4x4 four four tonight, not 5x5. Five five. I don't know where the Millennial Falcon is, but I'm going to guess he's not in Hawaii. That's my, that's my... That's my first prediction right there, and uh, I have to say that if Skype was an Ava computer for the Millennium Falcon, it would not have been able to do the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> Maybe Haldo was actually trying to get past the Armada with Skype at the helm, and look what happened to her. Jesus Christ, this is awful. <laughs> oh my God. It did not make the proper calculations. Mm, 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 mm. Four by four. I don't think I've heard Dave's actually say four by four. I'm sure he has. But he I, has. Okay. He's, he's, well, I'm less drunk tonight, so <laughs> that's probably why. Elijah Dushku is very happy with you tonight, Dave. <laughs> what what I, makes I, you think she's not happy with me every night? She tells me. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that, got, that got really creepy whoa. quick. Uh, well, work. if you have ever screwed up the calculations for jumping to light speed, you should give us a call and tell us all about it on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. And why do we say that, Dave? In case you can't spell hive. That's right. And you can also find us online at... Don't judge. The Wretched Hive... Net. Now, uh, one thing I have to uh, a note before we get into the news here, uh, we had a great, great interview last week. Scott and I had the pleasure of speaking with Kevin Lyle. Uh, it's mini episode number 13, available on our feed. We got um, just a great response from our listeners on that show. Uh, if you want to win some stuff from Kevin, his company is Norse Legion. They make... Star Wars jewelry, Star Wars clothing. He uh, created that awesome logo with the um, the mashup of Guinness and Sir Alec Guinness, yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's you have that shirt, don't you, Steve? I do. Your shirt? I do. That's how I met Kevin. I bought his shirt, and we started chatting online about it. That is a good-looking shirt, it I is. guess I, I do have to admit. So, Yep. Kevin's the man. He is the artist, designer, owner of Norse Legion. And if you would like to win some Norse Legion swag, all you need to do, it's really easy. Just go to the Facebook page for Norse Legion. Search it up. It's easy to find. Share the Norse Legion page and mention that you heard about Norse Legion through the Wretched Hive podcast and you can win some Norse Legion swag. Now, Kevin told us also, if you say something clever or funny, your chances of becoming, quote, randomly selected, unquote, increase dramatically. <laughs> I like that. So, Are hosts of the show eligible? Hosts of the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. No. I'm going to go ahead and Damn say it. no on that. Uh, but <laughs> you could create a fake Facebook account and go on and, and, and then do it. And no one would I'm ever also, know. Well, I'm also going to suggest that Sean Connery, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire... <laughs> 
and other potentially famous celebrity impressions that have happened on the show are also not eligible. Will, Will Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine. What about yes. Eliza Vagina? What if she calls? <laughs> 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 or what about Pasty White? White White Whitey McPasty Whitey McPasty face? Oh my god! Oh, get that freaking racist Man, off my, the show! My god, let me tell you that interview, Steve. It yeah. really was. He was fantastic. Yeah, he's that, a great interview. Great guy, just a, a really. Fun. We've had a lot of really great, fun interviews, and and uh, the back and forth has always been really great. But he just, I, I've never been able to say this. He honestly has some unbelievable stories, yeah. much like you hear on your favorite morning shows. Whenever they go to a commercial break, man, he had some. Wow. So he told us a story off the air, and Which I'm not. We, we I can't, can't repeat talk. the whole thing, no, but, but it had to do with a a extremely famous uh, <laughs> Star Wars celebrity in a bar. Uh, I think. I think really, should, yes. Yeah, yeah. We need to. Uh, we'll uh, we'll share that one off the air with you guys. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But <laughs> you really need to go to this guy's page, Kevin's page, Norse Legion. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, what a great guy. Super great nice guy. guy, super talented. Thanks yeah. again, Kevin, for joining the show. And uh, if you want to win some swag, share his page and mention that you heard about him through the Wretched Hive podcast, and you can win some Norse Legion swag. All right, guys. Swag! Swag! <laughs> uh, let's, we've got some news to talk about. Let's do it. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, as always, plenty of news to talk about in the Star Wars universe. And we're going to start off with an update from The Last Jedi. Um, still bringing in money in the box office. Uh, domestic, $611 million. And uh, worldwide, $1.3 billion. Not shabby. For the Last Jedi, that um, let's see, that worldwide total, I think, brings it in. Is it into the top ten yet for for worldwide? Uh, let me take a All quick time? look here. Yeah, I think it is. It's getting there. Yeah, it's getting up there. Uh, weekend foreign shoot. I lost my link. Of course, I did. Uh, well, it is. It is. Yes, it is. It's it's number nine. It it's number in, nine. Okay, yep. thank you. It is breathing down the neck of Harry. Don't call me Dave, Potter. Wow. Have you ever breathed down his neck? It's oh, a little creepy. Many times. Mm. He's a sexy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> we weren't going to talk about that on the air. Sexy motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a huge Prince fan, and I'm a huge Dave fan. So, mm. it just goes hand in hand. That's right. Hand in hand, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, also in the news this week, um, we, we had some, uh, some great stuff from StarWars.com. <laughs> There's a, a video of, uh, and actually I'm not sure if this, if we need to play our, uh, we might need to play our, we might need to play our theme music for this. <laughs> That's right. Star it's Wars. That time again, everybody. It's that time again. Ryan Johnson, here he is. That's right, he wants to hold our hand. Ryan Johnson has the need to explain Star Wars The Last Jedi to all fans and anyone interested in listening. Anyone interested in not thinking for themselves, actually, um, which apparently is a lot of Star Wars fans because people are eating this up. Ryan, Make, Make America great again. 
<laughs> Ryan Johnson was uh, making American great, uh, making America great again by talking about Ray's parentage. He uh, was uh, quoted on a website. This is CBR.com. Uh, Johnson uh, started the interview by mentioning that while writing the film, he created a file called the Big Ass Document, which I thought was kind of funny because it's sort of parallel with a big ass door. Maybe that's where he got the big ass door idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which detailed all the possibilities for Ray's parentage, including the upsides and downsides of each potential choice. Choice. Johnson said, "I honestly listed everything I could think of." Johnson told the Filmcast podcast, even awful possibilities where I said, "This is not what we're going to do." I mean, the less silly one was, "Is she a clone?" Oh, for the I think six. one of us thought that that yeah. was a possibility. I think that was Nico. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, almost, it Nico. it's almost as ridiculous as thinking she's a Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I still think she's a Kenobi, and we just don't know it yet. Mm. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. I You've know. said you've come around to her being a Skywalker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I always just like to say outrageous things and make Dave react. Yeah, Dave. I, I haven't had that much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I think she is a Skywalker. Um, uh, actually, the silliest one Ryan said was, "Is she a robot?" <laughs> That's fucking great. I know. Uh. But okay, we've seen biomechanical, realistic flesh hand on Luke. Could that technology have advanced significantly in the last thirty years? I don't know. Ryan also commented on the criticism the film has gotten, uh, reported by CinemaBlend.com. The crazy thing is, I had no perspective on these tweets. I had no perspective in terms of how big a group of people this was. No shit. That's, really? That is obvious. You know what? Here's the problem. I got a lot of problems with this. I mean, if those are his, like, offshoot crazy ideas, I mean, it's it's the black hole. It's Maximilian, Maximilian the, the red robot with the spinning twirly blades that cuts through. What is, why, are you gotta, why are you always down on the black hole? <laughs> why are you always down on the black hole? <laughs> I... You know you wanted to hear this, Dave. Love the black hole. You know, this conversation um, on the black hole f- feels pretty good. It does. It feels pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know. So, Greg, you mentioned that you found an article uh, kind of talking about uh, that summarized Ryan's lessons on The Last Jedi. Can you uh, you want to share uh, that a little did, bit? I did. I did. You know, we'd had that uh, we'd had a conversation a couple weeks back. Excuse the dogs there. They've uh, found a squirrel to go bark at, so let him go and do his thing there. Uh, well, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, Ryan Johnson needing to explain everything. It seems that the folks at io9, one of our favorite websites here at the Wretched Hive, was listening to our show because they've compiled a handy-dandy list of everything Ryan Johnson has been forced to explain about The Last Jedi so far. So I'm going to pick one today. I'm not going to go through the whole list because, to be quite honest, it's a goddamn long list. <laughs> Oh. All right, here you go. Hold on, let me let me get some music underneath this. Here you go. All right, say, hit the music, Steve. <laughs> Why is it okay for Star Wars to have jokes? Brian Johnson says there's a lot of just oddness in the film, and then there's a lot of humor in the movie. I mean, we have jokes. We have flat out jokes in the film. We have funny creatures. I think the part of the fan base that gets closer to my age, you tend to start thinking of what you want in the Star Wars movies in terms of the opera of it and the, of it, the seriousness of it. That's a big and important element of it, and I think we definitely served that in this movie. But it's also important to then remember, you know, salacious crumb. It's important to remember the other side of these movies, which is fun. Thanks, Ryan! (laughs) 
I ca can I counter this already for? Okay, for God's sakes, Ryan. Let me salacious crumb. Oh my God. Oh, where do I even begin with this? Okay, it, it, it was funny, but he was malicious. He was an evil little creature. You son of a bitch, man. You know this. This reminds me. Do you guys? Let's let's get nostalgic for a second. Can I can I throw this out there? Go. Let's I'm, not. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a mode right now. Go. I'm in a mode. This takes me back, guys. And I think you all were there with me back in 1980. Right right around, I'm going to say September, October. We may not have known each other at the time, but do you remember when we just all hung out after seeing Empire Strikes Back like 30 times and we all just sat there singing, what would Irvin Kirshner do? What would Irvin... Can, would he hold my hand? Would he tell me what's going on? What's this carbonite thing all about? Why did Han say what he said? I wish Irvin Kirshner would hold my hand, goddammit. That's what I want. <laughs> what has changed since then? Because we were just as curious about details of the movie back then. Have don't, we become more cynical? Don't Is there something me, different yeah. about us that causes us to... You know what? Don't give me the shit that I was 10 or 12 years old and now I'm 45. That That's bullshit and that's an excuse on Ryan Johnson's part. I'm I, this This man needs to get on our show and answer some questions. I'm calling him out right now. Ryan, where are you? Come on. All right, if Ryan was on the show right now, yeah, what would you ask him? Why did you make this piece of shit movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And this is why we get all of the hot, big, important Star Wars people on our show for interviews. <laughs> well, you know, there is a hot, big, important Star Wars person in the news, in addition to Ryan Johnson, actually coming to the defense of Ryan Johnson... And that is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his buddy that's been in every Ryan Johnson film. Uh, wrote... Oh, the Mr. Parking Enforcement narc guy? <laughs> I'm like throwing the paper up. He, listen, he wrote a great piece on Medium.com. And if, if you're not familiar, Medium.com is a website that's devoted to publishing interesting pieces of literature and current up-to-date essays on the issues of the day. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt went on uh, and published a piece about The Last Jedi. And you guys need to read this if you haven't. He, 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 I'm going to read just a little bit of it. He says, As for the first risk, he didn't have to be different. He's talking about his friend Ryan Johnson. He's one of the most... Oh, sorry. He's talking about uh, his issues with Luke Skywalker. My bad. He says he's one of the most iconic movie characters ever. A safer bet would have been to bring him back and make him just as he always was. This is what The Force Awakens did exceedingly well. For example, Han Solo we meet in that movie is pretty much the same charmingly roguish character we loved in the original trilogy. Yes, he's gotten older, he's had a kid, but it hardly seems to have changed him much. And that was fine by me. Seeing him after so many years felt like a sweet reunion with an old friend. So why not the same Luke? Leaving Luke unchanged would have been a huge missed opportunity. Think about how rare this is. A trilogy of movies is made with a young protagonist, played by an actor in his 20s. Then, no fewer than 40 years later, this actor gets to play the same character as an older man. I don't know how many times it's ever happened in the history of movies. Has it ever happened? So, this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
coming to his buddy's aid. And, and Scott, what, what, what do you say about that? I mean, it is a really unique opportunity that Ryan Johnson had here to take this character 40 years later, played by the same actor, into a different, unique sort of direction. What, yeah, what say yeah. you? Uh, what say you? Let me, let me see. Has this ever happened before? Yes, it's happened. For God's sakes, movies have been going on for what over a hundred years. Uh, let's see. Let's 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 throw this back. What's a great example of a, a a good series that went really bad because they brought an actor back to play a really shitty version of himself as an older character? Uh, I don't know. Godfather. Godfather Three <laughs> was a piece of shit. That movie was nominated for Best Picture. It was a bad movie. It was a come on, people. Can we all agree, Dave? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go you one better. I think that uh, Jack Nicholson reprised um, it was, but Chinatown and the Two Jakes. I forget the name of the character, but that that was many years after the fact too. That that was a, a much delayed sequel, also that was not quite as good as the original. Right, and you know the sad thing about this, uh, Dave. I, I heard Dave jump in. Let me. Oh no! I was just going to throw out uh, the color of money versus the hustler. Yes, another. See, wow, really, Brian Johnson. Come on. You got I think it. the color of money was also nominated for best picture. I'm, 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 I'm checking that on Godfather Part Three because I, I honestly don't remember that one way or the other. So I'm looking that up. What are you checking on? That it was. Yes, it was nom- nominated for best picture. I was just verifying, yeah. Steve. That is amazing that that movie was nominated for best picture. It, best it, picture, it, best director, best cinematography, best supporting actor. What? Oh my god. Who was supporting actor that got nominated for uh, that movie? Andy What's Garcia. Andy Garcia. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, new Godfather. So well, so I, I was... think well, I think I think what he's saying here is though is that there's this there's a hugely successful trilogy. Hmm. And then 40 years later you bring the 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 main actor back for another to reprise the role. Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll call you on the apples and oranges thing, but I, okay. I I'll agree with that. But my my problem is you know, I actually, you know, Greg and I are the ones that kind of seem to be clashing quite a bit on this this um, liking it, not liking it thing. But there are so many amazing moments in this film. But as a whole, the film is not a great film. And that's my problem. It's It falls apart in so many other ways. And I, I don't know, to throw this whole Luke thing in, there's a lot of great stuff about the Luke character coming back. I don't want to see Luke as he was in Return of the Jedi. He's obviously older. Why put him in that same situation? The problem was, is they put stuff in there that was just so... I I can't even... It's not the character. It's not... There are moments that they could have left out or shot differently. That's all I'm saying. And it would have been just that much more. It would have been more intense. It would have been more emotional. It would have been so much more. Instead, I'm I'm a joke, and I'm throwing my lightsaber around like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier this week, and I kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, we have a problem with with the exception of episode four and five, potentially. We've got some pretty major problems with every single one of these films. Jedi, we panned up and down a year ago. Um, Je- Jedi is still the worst of all the Star Wars movies. Still. No, argue, no. Ar- arg- arg- you could argue that. I will still contend. Episode two is is. Episode two is episode a, two a is a close chunk. second worst, but okay. Jedi is the worst. Wow, you're going you're going Jedi over Attack of the Clones. Is this yeah is this before yeah. really? Okay, absolutely. Jedi absolutely. Jedi is better than episode two and one combined. No. Yes. Absolutely. Not. True. True. Yeah. True fact. 
Fake news. We haven't done our rankings in a while, and I think we need to revisit that. But but hear me out for a second. So you know we've got Jar Jar in episode one. Um, I hate sand in episode two, and all that awful dialogue with the romance. Uh, episode three, we've got these long shots that he fit he fit about eight hours of story into you know a, a two and a half hour movie or so. Um, the Force Awakens is a remake of episode four, and now. Uh, you've got episode. I wait, eight. wait. I don't. I don't see that as a problem for episode seven. First of all, okay. Well, well I'm just saying well, this it, is the criticism. It was, though. It, in, in Steve's defense, it was a huge criticism of the movie. It was too derivative of episode four. Yes. So right. I, I, I will, I will, I disagree I, with that. On to to back you, Dave. But I will agree with Steve, is, and that's a huge critical point to episode seven that a lot of people seem to have. Yeah. I'm I, a, I yes, I'm I agree that it's a critical point, but I. I thought Steve was saying the problems that we, the collective, like four of us, oh. have with the movie. And oh, okay. That's why I was. That's why I was pushing okay. back a little. Yeah, I was. I I actually started by saying that, and in, 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 in to make your point. Um, but I, I'm I kind of merged into mainstream criticism of these films yeah. that Star okay. Wars fans have. So I, you know, there's problems with every single one of the movies. And so, are we expecting each new Star Wars movie to attain the heights that Empire and A New Hope attained? And I could ar- actually argue Rogue One because I think Rogue One is a fantastic movie, and yeah. I, it's number three on my list. Yeah, and I'm going to say yes to that. I they set the bar, live up to the bar. You know, they set the bar with all those other films, and then we got the prequels, and look at the crap fest that we got out of that. I mean, we can agree mm. that there's some interesting stuff, there's good things in there, but those movies as as a whole, especially Episode One and Episode Two, wow. I mean, it's. <sighs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 fodder right there. I mean, it's it's that bad at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but if they're going to put that out there, why not live up to that? Wait, it shouldn't even be us having this debate. It should be them as people, talent, sitting there going, we need to make these movies as good. Not the same, but as good. And that's what bugs me a little bit about how this is being handled. So. See, for me, for me, Scott, I see your... Yeah. Criticism of the Luke Skywalker character as as kind of unfounded. You don't like you don't like his story and I and I and I totally get that. Yeah. But to say it's shit, I mean I I I like how they made his character. I like the fact that the guy was so broken he wanted to be this hero. He believed it in himself as the legend of Luke Skywalker. But the reality is, is he couldn't live up to the legend of Luke Skywalker and it broke him. And so he ran away to the most unfindable place he could find. He says it to Ray. Why did you think I came to the most unfindable place I could ever look? You said in the last episode, why does he go to the place where all of the Jedi memorabilia is? You know, yeah, the, yeah. the ancient Jedi temple. Because it's the hardest place in the universe to find. That's why he went there. He wanted to be around nobody. He wanted nothing to do with anybody. He was that depressed. That's You know what? That's a great point, Greg, except you're absolutely wrong on that. And I want to point this out. What is the real reason he goes to that island? He tells you directly. He tells us as an audience member what he goes to that island to do. What is it? You know it. You've seen it five times now. To hide. No. To hide. No. He does not. He says it directly to Ray. In the film, it's actually spoken. What does he go to that island to do? Tell me because I, I don't know what you're going for. Because he says it, he says it multiple times. He goes to that place because it's the, it's the most unfindable place to to, to be. No, he so says it me. directly in the film that he went to that island to die. Yeah, 
Not, and he didn't want to be found. Not yes, to hide. he went there to die because he was that that fits into my story. He was so ashamed of what he had done that he went there to die and not be around anybody. So the guy yes. that's so desperate, so lonely, so broken goes to an island with giant cliffs all over the island, and he sits there and lives out his life when he could just walk off a cliff and die. <laughs> so, so he should have just gone and jumped off the cliff. Yes, is what you're it's, saying? It's you're goddamn right. He should have. The guy is not fucking suicidal. You're right. It's an absolute <laughs> shit. Thank decision. you. Thank you. I'm gonna go to this factory of saw blades, and I'm gonna sit here, and I'm gonna weep and moan, and oh, I'm so terrible. I was the greatest Jedi. I was filled with hope, and I'm gonna go here. I really want to die, but I don't know how to do it. I'm See, there's your. Mistake, Scott, is he thought he was the greatest Jedi, but he's not the greatest Jedi. He's absolutely not. He's not the greatest Jedi. He's not the most powerful Jedi. That's the legend of Luke Skywalker that you're hanging on to. And the legend of Luke Skywalker is just that. It's a legend. It does not exist. Ah, I I still disagree. If the guy went there to do what he said he was going to do, and this is why I'm calling bullshit on this movie, it's all fed to us in this manner. It's this new popcorn and and Nico threw it out there Disney fed whatever crap and this is what's bugging me about this movie there's so much wrong with this movie and and everyone's like praising Ryan Johnson who I think is an excellent director gave up and let them influence him in a way that could have been so much more there's so much potential in this film and again the sad thing is is there are amazing moments in this movie but there are just complete jokes in this film like it is a joke at some point where and and i thought about this for a long time we i went and saw this movie again for a fourth time and i'm just like wow i can't believe i saw this movie for a fourth time honestly like at that point i'm like am i gonna buy this on dvd or blu-ray or or 4k i i don't know at this point like Rogue One, people were like, "Wow, did you see the oh, latest?" Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm calling <laughs> bullshit on that. You can, you can. You know, you're <laughs> buying it. He's already got a reserve. He's not going to buy it because he's already bought it. I'm he's sorry, I, I can't, I can't let you get away with that. I love it. I had to put that. He's out like, it. "Am I going to buy it again?" <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna buy. You like, will now. You not only you not are you gonna buy it. You're gonna buy the Best Buy version. You're gonna buy the Target version. You're oh. gonna buy the Amazon version. You're gonna buy one that's in a special protective wrapper, so you you don't get fingerprints or or jizz stains or whatever's gonna happen all over it. I yeah, mean, yeah, you're, yeah. Come on. Here's the, here's the deal. I appreciate and I respect exactly what you're saying, Dave. Uh, unfortunately, even with Force Awakens, I didn't do that. I bought the first version that came out. I never bought the second version, that big multi-disc box set, 4K, uh, 3D lenticular lens cover. I didn't buy that. And I, yeah, I, I did. I did, and it's it's wonderful. See, and that's and it pissed me off when that happened. Is this going to happen with the Last Jedi? Should I go out and buy this? You're right. I'll, I'm with you on that. I say that because I'm probably getting us all riled up over this. Well. Let, let me let me read one more short paragraph from Joseph Gordon Levitt's essay, and well, I think this is going to wrap this up. And I, I I can't wait to hear your reaction to this, Scott. This is okay. Does it say I told now, them they couldn't park on the beach? It's a public beach. <laughs> that son of a bitch. They did get thrown in jail for a parking ticket. 
That was a critical. That was a critical point of the plot. That is literally a line in the movie. It's literally a line in the movie too. You're under arrest for violating parking code. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. I'm not making that shit up. See, thank you. Thank okay, you. so Go Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He goes on to say, "This, in other words, uh, bringing Luke back." gives the filmmaker and the actor an extraordinary opportunity to tell a story about one of the most universal truths in human experience, getting older. We all get older, and those of us that are lucky enough to survive our youth all face the joys, the terrors, the puzzles, the pitfalls, the surprises, and the inevitables that come along with doing so. Re-meeting our beloved protagonist decades after we last saw him, only to learn that the passing years have changed some of his most fundamental qualities, I'll admit, is almost hard to see. But in the glaring contrast between the Luke of old and the new and sorry, the Luke of old and the old and the new old Luke <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Uh, the Last Jedi offers a uniquely fascinating portrayal of a man's life marching inescapably forward. Now when I read this the first time I thought one of us talked about that right after seeing the movie, and I think it was Dave. Didn't you talk, Dave, about how, you know, this is, you, you get to see the second half of this man's life. And I think what jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt is saying here is we rarely get to see this on film and played out on film, let alone have it be one of the most, like, iconic uh, heroes of all time. So it, it just it caused me to think a second time about Luke's trajectory here. And while I don't agree with every choice, I don't agree with how they portrayed him throwing the lightsaber away uh, the way he did um, and a few other things. I kind of get it. I, I, I get what he was going for. And that is sort of a life continuum, a picture of a man's life. Um, it just happens to be one of the greatest heroes of all time. And one of my, one of the characters that I live and died by as a kid. And that's what makes it so hard to watch. And I, I, yeah, let me, let me, let me jump in on that a little bit. I think it's perfectly fair to say that you, that as a, as a fan, you didn't like the choice or the arc that they chose to tell with Luke Skywalker in this picture. I, I do think that's a, that's a fair thing to say. Because that's yeah. it's not what you I wanted agree. to yeah it's not what you wanted to see or it's not your cup of tea yeah. or whatever but yeah. to say that it's not a valid choice which may not be where you're going with it Scott but a, a lot of people do go is completely ridiculous and unfounded I, what Greg is talking about in that you have this broken man who couldn't live up to being the legend of himself I think that is such a fascinating brilliant turn. To go with because the expanded universe that we've had for all these years ever since uh zahn wrote heir to the empire and started us on this really good track of exploring what happens to luke post return of the jedi he's been that badass jedi hero who has somehow always found a way to live up to the legend and do these things and this film turns that completely on its head it's not what we expected and it's just so utterly damn fascinating to me and I love it. I just love it to death because it's it's really where I think so many people kind of wind up in their 40s and 50s. You're very rarely 
exactly where you thought you were going to be. Even if you're still happy where you are and you're, you know, quote unquote successful or wherever you want to be, I, I really doubt because I know I'm not and I'm perfectly happy with where I am. I'm excited with where I am in my life, but I'm not at all where I thought I would be, you know, when I was 18 and I'm almost 44 now. I'm not where I thought I would be where I was 44. And it's it's interesting to see that turned around, like you say, Steve, with this, you know, this great hero and legend that I had as a kid. And I kind of grew up always knowing, well, here's this hero and legend. Oh, he it didn't turn out that way for him. We get a chance to see the second act of this man's life, and it is not at all what any of us would have expected. And watching him wrestle with that and still come out on the other side, the hero, still come out making this great, incredible, heroic final last stand, this inspiration that is going to be the spark that lights the flame, that takes down the First Order. It's just an amazing, well-done intricate beautiful arc and i am so thankful that that's what they did with that character preach it brother <laughs> testify <laughs> well said well said yeah i here's the thing and i know it, it seems to be coming back to and i apologize if it's if it's going too far on this but i know greg and i seem to be the ones clashing on this but i agree with you on this greg i actually agree with you as well dave I think the arc of Luke Skywalker himself is actually a fascinating arc. I actually like that concept. What I don't like about it, it's not that I want to see the that you know superhero, the legend Luke Skywalker anymore. You're not going to get that. I'm with you guys on that. My problem is is the little things that they did to like it feels. Now, whether they felt it was funny or an actual stump in our face was these little moments. Let me give you one example. And we've talked about it multiple times on this show. The first thing you see, and we've all waited for, and it was funny. It was played for a moment. was Luke grabbing that lightsaber and tossing it over his shoulder. I've argued this over and over again. Let me throw one more thing onto my, my fire of just anger on this issue. If this is going to be the drama part of the story, if this is going to be us getting rid of these main characters and moving on to the next story, then why make it a fucking joke? Make the other things a joke. We got Canto Bite. That was the biggest joke of the whole movie, right? So why make the Luke part that much more silly and ridiculous? It's like me coming home and seeing my grandfather who fought in World War II and he picked up his, like, his, you know, his his sword that he carried into battle that he had on the side of his belt. And he looks at me and he just tosses it and laughs like a ridiculous fucking goon. I, I can't picture that. I can't. I would look at seriously. And we know the history of this. It's like Brian Johnson didn't know the history of his own films that he was making or, or continuing at least. Look back and just I, seriously. Why can't anyone get on board with me just going Wow, if Luke saw the lightsaber that he last saw get cut off in that in that wind tunnel on Bespin, he just looks at it and is like, ha ha, woo, tosses it over his shoulder and gives this weird like, ah. And I'm like, it was a joke. And that's what gets to me. The Luke story is great. I think that the, the, the arc and where he goes and how he goes out, I think are fantastic. <laughs> I just think there were so many little moments on the island 
that just rubbed it in our face like we're, we're kind of just having fun with this and that's it and you want to have fun go fly off to Canto Bight and chase some llamas around and shit <laughs> I, I want to see well, the, the if you're going to end Luke's story if this is how it goes out give me some depth give me something well, I, think well, I guess you're, I guess you're not alone. You're, that... Yeah, you're you're. I don't think you're alone, and 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 people didn't appreciate the the levity in the situation. So I mean, I, you're not. You know, Dave and I have strong arguments for the lightness of the movie and and telling this powerful tale that that we see in it. But you're not alone in your arguments and saying there's too much of the of the goofball shit going on right. when it should have been more serious. Yeah. I disagree, but I but I think more people see your side of it than mine, Scott. So. Well, well, thank you for saying that. And and it doesn't mean I'm right or you're wrong or vice versa. I just, I I, I don't know. Something about this movie made me want to feel so much more about it. Mm. So much more depth to it. And I felt like so many moments took me out of this film. It stopped being, for certain moments, just certain moments, bear with me, certain moments of being an actual Star Wars film. The, The jokes that we got from the other films never really threw me totally out of the movie. And there were moments where I just felt derailed and I'm, it, it got to me. And that's okay. And that's, and I, and I do think that's a fair criticism. I, I think that's an absolutely fair criticism. And I would, I would stand with you on that. Cause there were some bits that just took us out of the movie. And for me, even more so than the Luke thing, yeah. like, uh, you know, Steve, you and I've talked about it. The, uh, the Poe Dameron stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm holding for Hux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. General Hux, pasty guy. Yeah, yeah. That stuff, right? You know that that stuff that that sounds a little kind of contemporary patterish. Yeah, yeah. And, I get that. And, and the and, movie could have been ten percent less funny, and it it you know it would have been fine. I think that's completely fair. Is that the difference between it being you know a triumphant movie and a piece of shit? I I disagree <laughs> with that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just think that there was enough of that and enough of some other ideas that could have pushed us. I mean, we've all talked about them, and I know we're going to continue to let this simmer and, and, and debate over however long, probably for the next 20 years. Who knows? But I, I just... See, I'm not, I, have, I have a huge problem with them, with getting mad at the filmmakers for not using the ideas that I had. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's okay. Fair enough. That's a fair. That's a fair point. And you know what? I could be totally wrong. Here's here's the best that, part. That's exactly how I feel about Justice League, though. Is I'm so pissed at Snyder and Whedon for not using the ideas I have. Right. Dave, every bit of your problems with Justice League are completely justified. Do not ever go back on that. Okay. Um, let me let me just back this up real quick. It's not. I, I see what you're saying, and that that is a very fair uh, assumption on what I'm saying here. Greg, but I also want to say that it's not just my ideas, and yes, some of it is, but looking back at it, don't you have like a team of people, team of people that should step up. You have editors, you have uh, all these people that should sit there and go, yeah, that probably isn't going to play out right. Maybe we should try, and, and this is why as a filmmaker, you shoot multiple takes. You, you come up with ideas. You, you think on the, on the fly, on the spot, right there. I know from other films that's how it's really done. And you know, somebody goes, "Wow, that yeah, I loved what you were you were thinking with this scene." But man, maybe I don't know this whole gag where they're on hold and and Poe's talking back and forth. Maybe that's just not going to play out good. And you can edit that down. 
and you can you can just tweak it enough to make it feel a little bit better. That's all. That's all. That's it. But it was it's a bad joke. Yeah, it fell flat. I totally agree. I mean, it just 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 like the the joke in episode one where he says the guy the guard guy says you can kiss your trade federation goodbye. You know, I mean that that falls flat too. They've they've always had jokes that have fall, fallen flat in every Star Wars movie. Right, right. And and with episode one, the Phantom edit is a brilliant reworking of that film. <laughs> let's let's not get crazy, Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let me at the risk of at the risk of, of cutting us off, still arguing about whether or not it's a good or bad movie, like right, right. a month and a half after it comes out. Hey, is anybody else getting concerned that they haven't dropped any kind of trailer or even promotional picture for solo? Yeah. Which is hundred and twenty days from release at this point? Yeah. Um. No. I'm. I'm. I'm getting. I'm getting deeply concerned about that. Are they waiting for the Super Bowl? Is the Super Bowl going to be it? Are we going to see it two days from now on Sunday? If we don't, you know, if, the, we, if we don't, I'm like, but, what the hell is going on? Right. Because uh, I, I think I threw out the Super Bowl on the last episode talking about that. But mm-hmm. you know, Super Bowl's on NBC this year, so why would they put it on NBC? I'm just uh, so I'm curious as if that's really where it's going to be. You know. Right. Hmm. If it's not Super Bowl, I'm I'm still saying it's in front of uh, Black Panther. What is the ESPN show? Oh, that's a that's a good pull too. Yeah. That actually movie that movie comes out this weekend as well, right? No. Uh, no, President's Day. 15, oh, okay. 16th. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. Okay. Hmm. So, but we do know now that Ant Man and Wasp is is technically debuting in front of that, even though they just released it online. So. Okay. Yeah, that, that trailer's out in the world, in the wild. Yeah. And that trailer's solid. That yeah. is. Agreed. Uh, Giant Hello Kitty Pez dispensers flying at motorcycles, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Adam Ant music playing in the background. Holy crap. Nice. <laughs> nice. Kudos, Marvel. Well, the uh, bonus features for The Last Jedi are going to be interesting. Can't wait to see those and see if that sheds any light on the process. Um, Okay, that is the reason why I'm going to pick up The Last Jedi. Right there. It's just for the bonus features. I want to see deleted scenes. I want to see discussions and behind-the-scenes footage. That's what I want to see. I think you're going to get it. Well, Ryan, to your point about editing things for for content, though, one of the the bits Ryan Johnson has talked about that will be on the deleted scenes is... uh, Remember, Luke promises Ray three lessons, and then she doesn't get three lessons. They actually shot a third lesson. Some of the footage of the third lesson is, is in the trailers. But they decided to take it out because, one, they felt like they were spending too much time on Octung with them. And, two, he realized if we take out lesson three, Ray now leaves before she completes her training with Luke. And it's a very solid parallel to what happens in Empire Strikes Back, where Luke leaves Yoda before completing his training. Well, thank God they cut out that third lesson so they could go to Canto Bite. <laughs> Again, I'm now well, – you know what? I'm agreeing with Greg on this. <laughs> well, uh, Dave, thanks for that segue. I've got a little bit of a video. This is from StarWars.com. Um, and uh, all the podcast listeners, I'm sure, appreciate that we have a video for them right now. The Star Wars <laughs> show. Uh, watch really closely into your speaker. You can barely see it. Um, the Star Wars show highlighting um, some of the third lesson that was left out of The Last Jedi. Can't abide, to name just a few. Got to talk through some interesting additional scenes from the film. That old legend of Luke Skywalker that you hate so much, I believed in it. That's kind of the fun stuff you can get into a novel that you can't always get onto the screen. Give me everything. 
very happy that we got to do this novel. I hope you will enjoy it. Take your imagination even higher with The Last Jedi novelization from Lucasfilm and Del Rey. Pre-order now. Okay, sorry about that. That was the that was his announcement of the novelization due out on March 6th, by the way. Which um, showed quite a bit of the uh, deleted footage. Yeah, which, which has some deleted footage on that little preview that we just watched and you guys listened to. And um, they talk about the the third lesson in the novelization, so we'll have to check it out. Dave, perhaps we'll get a book review from you. Now th- there yeah. is a. I, 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 I would be a much better contributor to the show if I actually read the damn show notes before we came in. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no worries at all. I might I might read this and uh, and bounce some ideas back and forth with Dave if you're okay with that, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm still trying to get through Leia, which came out like nine months ago because I don't uh. have a lot of time to read. But it's it's. I'm liking it so far. I'm like seven chapters in. So, yeah. So you brought this up, and I, I want to keep bouncing off of this. Uh, I, I, that deleted scene stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the deleted scene? They actually have footage of it. Yeah. I did see it. Her running on the beach. When she thinks the uh, yeah. the base is under attack. Yeah. And Yeah, I don't know how that comes to be, but it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad Ryan's here to hold my hand. <laughs> Well, talking about holding hands, we need to honor the great company that's held our hands for over a year and a half now. That's Audible.com. Best company ever. Best company ever. If you're looking for audio content on the web, audio books, there is no better source than Audible.com. And for listeners of the Wretched Eye podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial, so you can check it out, try the service, see if you like it, see if you decide to keep it. Even if you don't decide to keep it, you get to keep the free audiobook, which is really cool. And uh, this week, in honor of Carrie Fisher's win at the Grammys, we have a clip from her book, The Princess Diarist. This is uh, The Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher, narrated by Billy Lord, of course her daughter, and the one and only Carrie Fisher. Cut to 2013. Much the same kinds of things were happening, only faster and more intensely. And George Lucas announced that the Star Wars franchise was starting up again and that the original cast would be in it. Well, I was surprised. As surprised as you can be and still be so far over 40. I mean... I thought they might make more Star Wars movies, not that I thought about it all that much, but I doubted that I would find myself in them. And now it looked like I would. Uh, But you can have The Princess Diaries as your free audiobook today. All you have to do is go and visit their website. That's audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E, audibletrial.com forward slash hive and claim your free audio book. Do it now. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive podcast. Ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the 
most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca Mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? This is Matt from the Hellflowers, and you're listening to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I don't want our listeners to feel too much pressure, though. You you, you can do it tomorrow. You don't have to do it today. No, no do it now. No, they need to do it now. Tomorrow is fine. Don't, no. don't listen to my oh, co-host. God damn it, Dave. Tomorrow is fine. Now, that, that book is the follow-up, right, to the HBO special, which she did what, about seven, eight years earlier prior to that. Uh, I, I don't know that it's a direct follow-up. Yeah. I just... That's wistful drinking is what you're thinking of. Which was great. That was great. It yeah. was great. She is fantastic. She's so good. And I also enjoyed the uh, the documentary, I think is an HBO production, about her and her mother, um, Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Uh, the Something in the Stars, the Stars in the Something. What was it called? Red Lights, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. And, and for the record, uh, the best parts of The Last Jedi were all written or at least touched up by Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I don't think we're going to get this scene on the uh, Blu-ray. Well, maybe we will. Uh, but this is, uh, this is why the internet is um, so wonderful, is now you can have, you can watch right now a scene of Ray and Kylo fighting their Praetorian guards to Footloose. What? Yeah. Have you heard this? Oh. <laughs> it's so great. Gotta cut loose. Oh my God. This is, is why the internet is the greatest thing ever. It is hilarious. If I play it, you'll just hear the Footloose song. Well, but, that, um, and, that and porn. But yeah, yes, Footloose <laughs> and porn. Right. The two best things to do on the internet. Um, really good. Just, just Google it. Uh, Ray and Kylo and Footloose, and you will find this video. It's pretty good. Are you going to play some of this? Uh, all it is, all you'll hear is the Footloose song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. Let's, uh, <laughs> Are you kidding here me? Here we go. Let's Come give on. a shot here. Let's make Rich this. Is- It's, it's pretty good. So right when so, right when you got to cut loose, they start they start swinging the lightsabers. It's pretty it's pretty great. The, the build up, the tense moment is the saber flying into Ray's hand. We're posting this on our site. We're right. giving credit where credit is due. That is genius right there. That's good stuff. So <laughs> just to just to double back on Footloose and to build on Scott's point about organically making the movies and how they don't do it anymore. A great story to me about the original eighty three Footloose is. They had put the movie together, and they were doing their original test screenings of it for the audience, and it was falling flat. Mm. And they realized that it basically ended with you know the fight outside of the dance, and Kevin Bacon and Laurie and Laurie Singer going going in, and then the credits started rolling, and they were like, "Oh my God, there's no big finish." So they brought the cast all back and just were literally out on the street hiring kids to be dancers in in prom clothes, and shot that huge dance montage that's at the end of the movie that was shot like weeks after it was wrapped and the film had been cut and had been screened and they realized it wasn't working and they put that in 
Wow. I need to watch that movie again. That was huge. Wait, that wait. movie was huge. You need to you, watch you learned, that movie You learned again? a lot of interesting stuff listening to the commentary tracks. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. 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 Now, uh, it's, it's, that story because kind of tangentially reminds me the, the the movie that's out now about the the, the Getty grandchild kidnapping yeah. that Kevin Spacey was all, in. That, all that the money were, in the world. All the, there you go. Thank you very much. They replaced – so they had a trailer out with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey got revealed as a giant douchebag, so they pulled him out of the movie and replaced him with Christopher Plummer literally like three weeks before the movie is supposed to be released, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude was just nominated for an Oscar for that role that he filmed in three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So Amazing. So I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I heard about this when it happened, but I didn't follow up. So they – they cut they cut his scenes yeah they so they, so they, 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 they cut his entire role and all of kevin spacey's scenes were refilmed with christopher Plummer in them yes wow so they, they in brought three weeks. all the cast back to <laughs> do all of the scenes oh my god and and that was uh who was the director on that that was uh, ridley scott ridley right? scott yeah, yeah ridley scott okay ridley scott the dude comes in like a fucking champ and says Three weeks, we can pull this off, and Plummer gets nominated. Wow! Seriously, that's incredible. What a great because story! It, it was so weird too because my, <laughs> my my wife and I we went to the movies and we saw the trailer with Kevin Spacey in it, and it was yeah. like it was either that day or maybe the day before that all these you know revelations about Kevin Spacey were coming out, and I said to her, and I go, "Oh, this movie's got bad timing." <laughs> yes, I saw. I think I saw the same trailer. Yep. Yeah. I, and and it, I I must have seen it right around the same time you did because it was right around when they announced you know his uh, the the what has been revealed yeah. about him yeah and um, yeah but I didn't realize he was nominated I haven't I haven't got I haven't kept up on the Academy Awards other than the Star Wars nominations which we have to talk about as well yeah and and uh, I hate to take away from this intense talk here but I think the bigger issue right here is that Steve does not watch on an annual basis. <laughs> Footloose, guys. What is wrong? What's going on here? In my defense, I do watch on an annual basis. Love Actually. That that's a huge problem. We got <laughs> a problem. A, no, that is not a huge problem. That's nope. a solid, solid movie. Oh my god, Dave. I would rather watch the Attack of the Clones and Return of the Jedi back to back. You, Greg, <laughs> smoking that is, that is crack. False. Greg, I am high fiving your ass all over the fucking place for that one. Thank you, sir. Footloose, man. Everybody's cutting Footloose. I know, I, and, and I haven't and cut Footloose since. with the cards is one of the most romantic things you will ever see. I only watch Footloose once every 20 years, and I'm going to keep changing the subject until we stop talking about fucking love, actually. And da- <laughs> Scott Scott makes me use the cards to get him over here every week. I don't know why you're so upset about this. He's, uh, that's true. That is true. And they, uh, they always <laughs> will say... Will you podcast with me? <laughs> will you porg with me? That's what it always I'm says. I'm pretty something. sure Kevin Spacey... Oh, oh my God! Wait, wait. Oh Jesus! Greg wow. wants us out of this that's, conversation. That's oh. actually a rim shot. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> I think we I think we just found uh, one of the other cutting room floor uh, segments for the Wretched Hive right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think, yeah. I think she's going to edit that out tomorrow on the train. Uh, fifty-eight twenty-eight. Okay, make a note. Should we start talking about midi chlorians now? Did I will. Say, I will. I will. <laughs> Drop did, nuclear bombs did, to stop talking about love. Did, did Greg say? <laughs> oh my god! What the hell? All right, this is oh. the last. 
This is porging great. This oh. is. I'm never not preparing for a show again. This oh. is the off, off. See, I let you guys go. I give you an inch, and you and you want six inches. Oh yeah, yeah. easily, easily. Ooh, yeah, stop talking about Kevin Spacey now. Oh, my God. Jesus. Seven and a half, my friend. So another another fun fact about Footloose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> talking about this. Talking about they, talking they about loose. Filmed, they filmed the rap song for that movie, and they decided in the editing process, Scott, they were like, "Oh, this is a horrible idea. We're taking this out." That's hilarious. They filmed a rap song. I Wait, don't know why filmed, it didn't work. I have no you can, idea. You why can it you can see some of the footage of it if you watch the the bit where they're they're getting the the barn ready for the dance, basically, and the, yeah. the other Kenny Loggins song "I'm Free" is playing. If you watch closely, <laughs> Ke- uh, Kevin Bacon's lips are moving. He's saying something in okay. those scenes, yes. and that that was supposed to be the rap. Oh my God! Please let this footage come out completely. I want to see that. It's out. Is it oh. part of the movie or is it just footage? It's 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 on find. the DVD special edition if you buy it. Okay. Do you own the 4K special edition of Footloose? There is no 4K special <laughs> no, edition. Yeah, of we Footloose. have been on. That's the, not what I asked. We're on the wait list for that, my friend. Okay. Uh, He's pre-ordered it. Wait, who, Dave is Dave is secretly hosting a Footloose podcast. I know. Eyes, <laughs> the wretched the wretched Footloose. Oh my God. Dave, wait, 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 wait. Has have you picked up the Breakfast Club? Uh, um, mm. No, that's a movie. Criteria. Oh, hang on. Oh, I, I have something movie. for you. I want to show you something, Scott. Hang on one second. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got to see that. He's We're... literally walking away. Oh, my God. I'm going to narrate this. Literally walking away from his uh, his. There is a whole... his camera and his microphone. He got it. He, he's coming back. Oh, yeah, He's holding baby. up the Blu-ray. Oh, uh, my God. The Breakfast Club looked like Blu-ray special edition. And this is, if you look closely, Scott... Yes. Criterion Collection. I love it. I noticed that's unwrapped. Are you waiting for us to come over and uh, watch that with you? No, I'm, I'm waiting to have a spare like five hours to actually get through all the bonus materials that are on this bad boy. All I want to see on that thing are the deleted scenes. I'll get to all the other stuff, but there is a, a whole subplot that they cut out of that film. Universal Pictures notoriously had a problem with John Hughes. With This has become... This is what 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 this podcast is not Star Wars anymore. This is crazy. It is uh, what it is, man. Oh, man. It, it's all tied together. We're on. We're at Breakfast Club viewing party at Dave's house. There you go. So for the record, this movie is 97 minutes long, and there are 50 minutes of deleted scenes on this. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, that means it's got the swimming pool scene and everything. I'm excited. Oh, this is so good. There is a creepy-ass scene that was deleted, and John Hughes is notoriously has been interviewed about it. I have the article where he had a Universal cut the part of the principal, especially in this day and age now, sexually abusing oh. a, another teacher, and it's terrible. Oh. But I was like, how did that get approved at some point? Is there no Ali Sheedy, Molly Ringwald, you know... Oh, I don't know. I Action don't going know. Oh, man. As long as there's more Emilio Estevez doing oh, a weird man. jock dance around the top room after smoking weed. That's some great <laughs> stuff. Oh, oh um, man. So good. Greg's like, what the hell just happened to our, mm. <laughs> our podcast? Anyway, I'm a fan of Breakfast Club, guys. Breakfast Club is a great, 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 great movie. Great anyway. movie. I also I also picked up, because if I got two, I got free shipping. I picked up the uh, election criterion collection. Oh, oh that's a good movie. one, too. Great movie. That one is that one is really really darkly funny. That is probably so dark. one of the only Reese Witherspoon films I like. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm kind of really? Yeah, I'm you're gonna not, go that far on Reese Witherspoon. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a hmm. fan. I don't know that I'm not a fan. She just hasn't made anything that I'm really would be like a fan of. Like Legally Blonde. That's not my kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, what else has she made that I would watch? What was that, that movie, movie where she, she hiked uh, hiked for a long way? Yeah, that's the what one. About, uh, yeah. What about Walk the Line? Yeah, that was a decent movie. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I forgot she was there in that. What was the name of the backpack movie where she hiked across the yeah. wild? Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. She had those crazy Irish guys following her along, singing that goddamn song the whole time, though. <laughs> About yeah. walking five hundred miles or something like that. Oh yeah, the what the, the proclaimers? Hell? The proclaimers. They oh. followed her around the whole movie. guys, I have an idea. I have an idea. Let's um, let's. Steve is really never preparing for a podcast again. It's this let's is... let's start a Star Wars podcast. Let's do that. Well, let's, let's get back to what? it. That's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> the wretched uh, Witherspoon. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm calling her that from now on. Let's go. What's the next thing we got here, Steve? Uh, I think she's in uh, a Wrinkle in Time though next month. It from just Disney. does. It just doesn't matter. Here's what we got right here. <laughs> It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. Who's choose? Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Star Wars Choices. Actually, it's Reese Witherspoon Choices on the Wretched Hive. Uh, should we continue talking about Reese Witherspoon or Love Actually? Scott? Oh, oh Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon talk or Love Actually? I'm going to have to go with Greasy Reese because oh, okay. she's at least done three good movies. All right. Over D- one really bad movie. Dave? Well, Steve, unlike Reese Witherspoon, love actually is all around. So that's my vote. Oh. Love actually is. Greg? Lies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys forced me to do that. I, I will watch right. Reese Witherspoon on repeat every day with Kevin Spacey. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh my God. What that's a on? tough one. So. so is the Kevin Spacey trailer available anywhere online or is it going to be like the the elusive original Spider-Man teaser trailer from 2001? Oh, with the uh, deleted Twin Towers? Yeah, with the World Trade Centers. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I can only imagine it's there somewhere on YouTube. I'm sure that whoever the studio is keeps trying to take it down but you know everything lives forever on the internet if, if you can't find it on youtube yeah. then what's vimeo or what's the other one that's out there the the chinese run one that you can no i don't know so did uh, they did they called. did they the produce vimeo is another one did they produce a, tra- a trailer with uh christopher Plummer as well it would be interesting yes. to see that side yeah. by side oh i'm Kinda sure like, somebody's you... done that yeah, kind of like the, the, the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi trailers when they played those side by side and they almost synced up perfectly mm-hmm. in everything that they were uh, yeah. and everything they were doing. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. Hey, that's a good segue back to Star Wars. Uh, guys, 
<laughs> guys, <laughs> when we need a segue back to Star Wars, right. it's a, it's an interesting show. Uh, guys, we're getting closer to actually having uh, holograms be part of our lives. And uh, there were scientists, as reported by the New York Post and the Associated Press, scientists bring the Star Wars tech closer to reality. One of the most enduring sci-fi moments on the big screen, when R2-D2 beams the 3D image of Princess Leia into thin air in Star Wars, is closer to reality thanks to the smallest of screens, dust-like particles. So I'm not going to read it, but basically what this article is saying is they have refined laser projection so much so that it they have it bouncing off of dust particles that are everywhere. Hmm. And so the this little image appears just in the middle of nowhere. It's like it just magically appears. And they're saying that they can do this relatively um, cheaply in the near future. So we may have very realistic looking holograms beaming out of our phones... Uh, in the near future. Oh, for the love of God, please don't let CNN get this. I can't deal with that <laughs> crap anymore. Those those people cannot handle new technology. That's all. I, and I'm not pulling this fake that, news crap either. This is just, come on, people. Get a grip. Slightly fright everybody, though? Just like in the slightest little way? Are we, are we scared about that at all? Well, you know, we've got FaceTime now, so it's not like you can just project yourself or, you know, do FaceTime with anyone whenever you want. They've got to accept it, and there's safeguards there. But, you know, I think there's all sorts of uses that they could probably come up with. What if you could, what if they could beam sort of like the image of uh, a patient to another doctor and he can actually like operate on this holographic image using some robot hands halfway across the world and. You know, there, there's there's some pretty cool stuff that they might be able to do with that. Yeah, there, there is, but I'm reminded of the old Dennis Miller comedy routine when he had a HBO uh, TV TV show, Dennis Miller Live, where he commented on virtual reality that you know, when we get to the point in time when an overweight dude can sit on a Barco lounger and fuck Claudia Schiffer, the king of society is going to be the person that doesn't shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, idiocracy. How does he? Re- how does he? Re- you you he's got a, a a very good brain. Yes, Dave. Dave has a very good brain. Oh, that 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 just bit, like our president. That routine was fantastic. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I remember this stuff, Dave. That's impressive. Well, you know everything. I don't care what great stuff comes out of it because you know mm. what you just said about the doctor stuff is fantastic. I mean, mm. that would be amazing. Uh, but you know what's going to push this technology forward? Mm. The porn industry. Oh yes. Yeah. It does. Porn, that's true. true. Porn is an early adapter to any new medium. It's that's, absolutely true. That is right. Made VHS what it was in its day. That is a fact. Wow. Yeah. Now, the one caveat with this story is that the image that they are able to project onto dust particles is tiny. It's like it looks very lifelike, but it's only like half an inch tall. Oh, so it's Trump's hands? <laughs> Trump, Trump something. Early cell phone video footage? <laughs> something like yes. that. Yes, exactly. Dear God, Trump's hands. That's uh, lastly, for this week, guys, mercifully, Pablo Hidalgo. Mercifully. Pablo, <laughs> Pablo is taken to the Twitter uh, basically to tear uh, critics of The Last Jedi uh, to shred them Scott to pieces. Scott Evansky. Sh- shred them to pieces. 
Bring it on, Pablo. Um, Pablo. So isn't, isn't he just tweeting at critics? Amazing. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Isn't that just what he's tweeting over and over again at people? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> but he's uh, he's not only for for the Last Jedi, but other Star Wars movies as well. So so one poor uh, Twitter user tweeted at Pablo Hidalgo, which is uh, actually on Twitter at Pablo Hidalgo. Um, he says, "If Chewbacca always knew the Jedi were real, why didn't Han believe him?" Why'd they hide Luke on Vader's home planet and even have him keep the Skywalker name? And why does Yoda go into exile instead of just going back to kill Vader and Palpatine? So Hidalgo writes back, well, in reference to your first question, because they are two separate characters with two different belief sets, that's the Chewbacca always knew that the Jedi were real and why didn't Han believe him? Question number two, why didn't they hide Luke on Vader's home planet? Why did they hide Luke on Vader's home planet and even have him keep the Skywalker name? He says, number two, this isn't too bad, but the idea is that it's one planet they know Vader wouldn't revisit. And to be honest, we don't know what the naming arrangement was. It's never mentioned. I thought that was interesting. And then question number three, why does Yoga go into exile instead of just going back to kill Vader and Palpatine? He just says, point missed. I'm not sure what he means by that. But this is at uh, comicbook.com. You can read the entire thread. Pablo uh, pretty much taking apart Twitter users. You know, in, in, in all fairness, um, considering you have Anakin Skywalker, you know, it's it's a secret that he's Darth Vader, but he still knows he's Anakin Skywalker, and, and, and Palpatine for sure knows he's Anakin Skywalker. The fact that they hid a little baby... On Tatooine and called him Skywalker. Probably a bad idea in hindsight. I'm just, you know, it worked out for him <laughs> in this case, but it was probably a bad idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not give him the Lars or the, um, yeah, the Lars name. Lars. Yeah. Luke, Luke Lars. Lars. Yeah. yeah I Rolls off the tongue. He could have been a superhero. Well, it begs the question: Why didn't Peter Luke... Parker? If, Richards. if Luke just well, went, if Luke just went to the lost. island because he was suicidal, just jump off the fucking cliff. Okay, right. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you know what? There's a giant dragon in the water swimming around. Why don't you just go swim out there and be that thing's dinner for the day? <laughs> I like that dragon thing. I did too. Yeah. Could have killed him. Just saying. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well, uh, what else we got, guys? I think I think we're down to this. I yeah, I am. Well, before we get before we get to this, yeah. before we get to this, I I think I'm really just resigned to the fact that nine is going to be the worst movie ever. It's <laughs> it, it is it is going to All be right. just completely completely awful because because seven gets a good share of hate, eight has gotten a good share of hate. Nine is just going to it's it's going to be starring Donald Trump. Episode nine starring <laughs> Donald. All right, all right. Star Wars, Star Wars choices. Since my start, the only bit of show prep I did was a Star Wars choices we didn't use. I'm going to do this one on the spot. Okay. Uh, what's going to be a worse movie, Solo or Episode nine? Oh damn! Call your uh, shot. I I'm going I'm going Episode nine right now because I okay. have a year and a half to figure this out. Well, yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> God, I hate to say this. I'm with Greg on this. At the rate that they're going, 
it, it's looking like Solo is going to be the genius film out of all of them. I think Force Awakens is great. I think The Last Jedi is good with some serious flaws. And I think Han Solo, I'm... Man. I'm cautiously optimistic about it because I'm a fan of Ron Howard. And I think he reshot a lot of it. I'm going to go with Episode Nine is going to be worse. I think we're all in agreement. Well, Dave, what say you? I'm, I'm going solo. All right. Yeah. Wow. Look. Look solo. at. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I also think that that Force Awakens is great. I think that Last Jedi is really good with some serious flaws. To agree with Steve there. Um. And and. I I, I honestly don't know about Last Jedi, but you know. Ron, or I don't know about episode nine, but Solo, Ron Howard it has some really good movies. He's got some really bad movies too. So it it yeah. could it could honestly go either way. Now here's we'll here's I, I like your track record. I like I like the way that you're projecting this. Um, I also agree with uh, Force Awakens, and contrary to the joking and the fun I've had with this, I think Last Jedi is just a good film, and that's about it. Okay, I know I messed around and said the whole thing about piece of shit and all that. And I'm playing around a little bit. I there are fantastic moments in that film, but the, the projection, the the tra- uh, trajectory that this thing's going doesn't look like it's going in the right direction. Look at Rogue One; that movie turned out to be unbelievable with all the problems it had in production. Mm-hmm. And I know we've argued back and forth with the Ron Howard thing and, and firing of the of the uh, uh, Lord and Miller and Lord, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. I I gotta look at Solo and think, my God, this might actually be a fantastic movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying well, that one is going to be bad, but I, I I have high hopes for both movies. But I think, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, then again, we're forgetting about somebody named J.J. Abrams, who's got a pretty damn good track record for films, and I I'm a fan of his. And ah, boy, I'm I I. I don't know. I think we're still in good shape, you guys. I, you know, this isn't going. Do we really think the Star Wars franchise is going downhill because there's five bad scenes in Episode Eight? I mean, come on. No, let me recount. That's, those that's scenes. what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think so that sounds like. Yeah. Right in the shitter. Right in the shitter. I shutter. think that's if, your point. If, if you yeah. read Twitter, that's pretty much what's happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, try Reddit. Yeah. Go on. Try Reddit. There's plenty oh, to yeah. read on Reddit. I avoid it. Uh, all right. Let's get to this. My God. It's the Star Wars tweet of the week. Yeah. Really. Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, save the show. What do you got for us this week? Guys. 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 Seriously. I tell you, ever since The Last Jedi came out, we have just, it, it is the it is the golden age, the rebirth of the uh, of the golden age of Star Wars Twitter. And, uh, and, and I have discovered a genius account that everybody should give a follow out there. Snoke's Upper Half, folks. Snoke's <laughs> Upper Half. You can find him at Snoke's Top Half on Twitter. He goes by Snoke's Upper Half, and he has kind of a daily diary he puts up there, a journal, if you will. And this was from, uh, oh, a couple weeks back, actually. But it's day number nine of his journal. And it says, Deep, dark side meditation to find where Skywalker went. But all the Force wants to show me is a giant boob squirting green milk. (laughs) Cannot unsee. (laughs) 
cannot unsee it. Oh man, it's so good. Okay, uh, Greg is most of his most of his stuff is actually just you know half off jokes, things like that. But it's still it's really funny. I I get a chuckle out of this guy. He's doing he's doing the Lord's work right now. So God bless him. I just I want Greg to know that as of right now, President Stable Genius is now following Snoke's upper half. So excellent. Good. You won't be disappointed, sir. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, this has been fun. We definitely missed the yeah. captain of the. And... Yeah, because that, that, that would have kept it on track today. <laughs> <laughs> it. All right, guys. This has been fun, but all good things have to come to an end. Let's get out of here. <laughs> what about the bad thing? Bad things uh, If they're on this show, they go on and on and on. Well, guys, episode watching the good three place, is in the books. The good place. Is anybody watching the good place? Mm. I am not. No, I'm hijacked. No, I give I'm it a watch. A... It's a Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. It's an NBC sitcom. So if you're not watching any other sitcoms, give the good place a a, a, a gander. It's a funny show. I should do that because I'm I'm in a unbelievable warped. Time suck horrible millennial show called Girls right now. I'm just mm. about to kill myself. It's oh god. Adam Driver is in that show, yeah. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Is he good? He's about the only good thing on that show. Yeah. I've watched a few episodes. <laughs> I enjoy. Well, if you are in a deep dark millennial time suck, call our, sh- our our hotline and tell us all about it. Five six two. Is the number 455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E, in case you can't spell hive. You can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can also find us online at our home at the web, which also now includes all of our links to uh, social media. That's thewretchedhive.net. You can find us on Twitter at WretchHivePod. You can tweet directly to me as well, at Baldwin here. Love to hear from you. And uh, find our show and subscribe to our show. You can uh, search us up on iTunes, the Wretched Hive Podcast. Follow the show. Leave a review. Five stars, one star, any stars. We don't care. We just want to connect with you fans of the Wretched Hive. We're also on Stitcher, Podbean, and nearly any place you can find podcasts, you will find us. Guys, episode 53 is in the books. Any last word? Well, I'll take this right now because we are about oh, 111 days away from May 25th. So I'm hoping for a solo trailer soon. Super Bowl is this weekend, maybe this weekend, but uh, might not be. Who knows? Let's keep our fingers crossed, guys. We'll bring like it, to see Lucas something film. From film. May the force be with us all. Did I talk right over the post? Yeah, you you blew right through Damn that, it. man. <laughs>